this isn't brain surgery with Doc Snipes. This podcast was created to provide you the information and tools Doc Snipes gives her clients so that you too can start living happier. Our website, DocSnipes.com, has even more resources, videos, and handouts, and even interactive sessions with Doc Snipes to help you apply what you learn. Go to DocSnipes.com to learn more. Welcome back to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes, practical tools to improve your mood and quality of life. This is module four um, that we're working on today on self-assessment. In this module, we're going to define what happiness and recovery looks like for you. In the prior modules, we looked at what your primary defining symptom was, any compulsive or addictive behaviors, the benefits and drawbacks to those, and what makes them worse and what makes them better. And then we broke it down a little bit more and started looking at the symptoms of all those, which actually are pretty much the same um, in variation for each of the different um, diagnoses, if you will. And I encourage people to think of their presenting issue, which I don't want to think of as a disorder. I want to think of as an issue or a presenting condition as a tapestry. And each symptom is a... Uh, thread in that tapestry so every time and all those symptoms are, are woven together and every time you start pulling on one of those threads you're going to start unraveling the tapestry so you're going to start unraveling the problem a more positive way to look at it if you will if you don't like unraveling things is the fact that when you make any small positive change in one area you're going to have positive changes in other areas emotionally mentally physically socially spiritually and environmentally so we're going to also, in this section, explore sources of motivation for happiness and change, because change is hard, and it's important that when you start kind of hitting that wall going, yeah, I thought I wanted to do this, but um, no, this is exhausting, you have something to look back at or something to keep you going and moving forward. So what does recovery or happiness look like to you? Completing the statements will help you figure out exactly what you want this to look like, what you're working toward. So when you get there, you can say, yes, I've achieved my goal. And one of the challenges that I always had when I was working in community mental health is people would come in and they'd want their treatment plan and they'd be like, okay, I'm depressed. And I'm like, okay, that's not your goal. Your goal is to get rid of your depression. And they're like, yeah, what does that look like? How am I going to know when your depression is gone? so we can terminate treatment and then we would start getting into defining what does that look like emotionally i will be and obviously happy comes to mind we're not going to be happy all the time that's life life is not a hundred percent giddiness so emotionally i will be happy 85 percent of the time or 95 percent of the time um and look for other emotions too you'll be more compassionate you'll be um maybe more loving, more, what is it that, what emotions do you want to feel more of? And if you need some help, find an emotion worksheet online or even go to something like Facebook where they have all the little emoticons and go through what they have identified for different feelings and identify the ones you want to feel more of. Excited, that's another one. Curious, I like that one too. Anyway, mentally, I will be. And for me, it's more focused and more creative. Mentally means really about 
the way you think about things and the way you interpret things and whether you can remember what you walk into a room for when you get there. Physically, what's going to be different when you are happy? And remember that for a lot of people, and we talked about this in the first couple of modules, when you are anxious or depressed, you feel it physically. You're exhausted. You may have tummy troubles. You may have headaches. You may have muscle tension. So when you're physically happy and healthy, what is that going to feel like? What is that going to look like? I will feel good about myself because, you know, that's pretty easy. Um, I'm not looking for anything super abstract here, but when you're happy, what are you going to be able to bring to a relationship? I feel good about myself because I'm happy. I am energetic. I'm able to help other people. I'm, you know, fill in the blank. And my relationships will improve when I am happy. In what ways? You know, maybe you'll spend more time with your kids. Maybe you'll be more patient. What is that going to look like for you? So what is this goal out here that you're working towards? Again, you're not going to achieve it overnight. You're probably not going to achieve it in a month or two months. Three months, maybe. You want to give yourself time and pace it. If you are clinically depressed right now, it's going to take you a little bit longer because you need to start getting your energy back, start getting that mojo back a little bit. But that's okay. Progress, not perfection. So you want to be a little bit better tomorrow than you were today. And recognize, like I said, life is not 100% giddy stuff. You're going to have bad days. Even when you're happy, you're going to have bad days. So if you're making steady progress and you have a bad day one day, just accept it as, well, this is going to be that bad day for, you know, this period of time. Don't dwell on it. Just figure out what you can do to improve the next moment and get back on track. So, like I said, that's easier said than done. Once you put all that out there, you may look at what you, where you're starting and where you want to go and go, oh my gosh, I got a lot of work to do. It can seem overwhelming. It doesn't have to. We want to break it down into small steps. Don't look at six months from now. Don't look at three months from now. You know, we set that goal out there so we knew kind of where we were going. But think about it like a trip. And we're going to imagine that you're going to hike across the country. So you're not going to get from Virginia to California in a week. But you need to know that you're going to California so you kind of know which way to start heading. Now we want to figure out today, how far am I going to walk and what is my path for today that keeps me heading toward California and how much can I get, get accomplished today? Considering all the factors, like if it's supposed to rain, um, whether you're going to have to walk on back roads to avoid interstates or, you know, whatever the case may be. But every day is going to have its unique path and its unique challenges. You want to keep in mind your ultimate goal of getting to California, but remember that each day is going to be a little bit different. So to keep your motivation, because some days you're going to wake up and you're going to think, oh, California is a really long way away. Happiness may seem almost out of reach at some point. But it's important for you to go back to your motivation and go, okay, emotionally, how can I stay motivated? How can I stay excited and happy and curious um, about what today holds and about what I can accomplish for today? Make it a game if 
that does it for you. I'm really competitive. So emotionally, I keep myself going, and this is part emotional, part mental, but I keep myself going by making a game out of it, making sure I do a little bit more today than I did yesterday or a little bit better today than I did yesterday. If I'm doing something with someone else, we may have competitions. What is it that makes you happy? How can you stay excited about your goals? If one, of, if one of the things you're doing is trying to improve your nutrition, you may not always be happy about that. So what are some ways you can get happy about it? For example, learn new recipes. I learned a great recipe the other day for um, noodle-less lasagna. And basically, you dehydrate um, uh, slices of zucchini to use for noodles instead of noodles. So that it increased my creativity and my excitement to try it. And figure out if I can get my kids to eat it. Whatever works for you. Mentally, what are your sources of motivation? What is it that makes you want to do this? What are all the logical reasons you want to do this? What are all the logical reasons you need to do this? Physically, what are your sources of motivation? Is it going to help you feel better? Is it going to help you look better? Is it going to help you live longer? Is it going to help you have more energy? What do you expect to get out of this? And how can you keep your motivation going physically? Um, getting enough sleep is one of them. But what else keeps you going? Let's stick with the nutrition example. If you're trying to improve your nutrition as part of your recovery program, physically, you may still want to occasionally have that taste of chocolate or you know, chocolate's my thing. So I work in brownies. I make a great black, black bean brownie, by the way. But anyhow, I digress. Um, you don't necessarily even have to make it a healthy treat. You can indulge every once in a while. So making sure that you have those treats and those rewards out there for you that are going to help you feel better physically, not deprived, and keep your motivation going. Because if you feel deprived, you're probably not going to stay motivated for very long. Socially. Now, this is one of the greatest sources of motivation. Tell somebody. If you tell someone, then you're a little bit more accountable to them. Try to buddy up with someone so you share the same goal. Then you're going to keep yourself, keep each other on track a little bit more. Find cheerleaders. Be your own best cheerleader. Don't re rely on somebody to be your cheerleader and to get your butt to do whatever it is. Be your own best cheerleader. And it feels a little weird sometimes but remember to just kind of coach yourself be your own best coach if you will sometimes people do better um and i'll kind of put this in social motivation can kind of go in financial motivation if they hire a coach or a trainer or a therapist because if they are paying somebody then that keeps their motivation going because they don't want to feel like they're throwing money away environmentally and this is another thing area that's ripe for motivation what can you put in your environment to keep you motivated to working towards happiness number one create an environment that's relaxing and happy you know that's the first step get rid of all the depressing stuff um, and try to have things on your walls and around that make you smile whatever that is for you um, open the windows get plenty of daylight Put things in your environment to remind you to do the tasks that are on your recovery plan. So create reminders 
in your cell phone. Keep a list of reasons that you want to keep doing this change on your mobile device so you can refer to it occasionally. Put things in your environment that remind you why it's important to keep doing this even when the going gets tough. Um, other places you can put reminders are on your bathroom mirror. A lot of times we do something called habituation and you get used to it being there. So you need to change where your sticky notes are, but put sticky notes out occasionally and change where they are to remind you of all the reasons that living happier is a priority for you. Um, if one of the reasons, for example, is to be more emotionally available for your kids, you can have a little album of pictures of your children on your mobile device that you can look at every day or maybe have it as your screensaver so it reminds you every time you open your phone that this is why i'm doing this happiness is your end goal change is difficult and your motivation is going to sometimes get low think about all those people who make new year's resolutions january 1st they are in the gym january 2nd they're in the gym january 3rd about half of them are in the gym by the end of january most people have dropped off because it got painful and life got in the way. Happiness has to be a priority and you have to stay motivated to do those things that are going to make you happy, which means keeping your motivation up. And when you start not wanting to do it, figure out why you don't want to do it and address that. Identifying and reviewing your reasons or motivations for change will keep you heading in a positive direction. So, all the stuff that we just talked about, write it down. Let's go back to that for a second. So your sources of motivation, all the things that, the reasons that you want to change, keep that on a sheet of paper or six. Maybe you have lots of reasons you want to change. That way you can review it when you start feeling like, you know, no, it's not worth the effort. And also keep a journal or a log, if you're not a journal type of person, of the progress that you make. Just like if you go on a diet or start trying to change your nutrition, you keep a food journal or a weight journal. Keep a journal of your happiness so you see that you're making progress. You may, like, may not be deliriously happy in three weeks, but are you a little bit happier a little bit more often? The goal in recovery and in happiness is progress, not perfection. You're never going to be deliriously happy 100% of the time. So figuring out how to deal with those unhappy moments is part of the recovery process. But right now, what I want you to focus on is identifying what you do that makes you feel better now, even if just for an hour, and start doing that more often. So you can start getting the energy to make the changes you need to be happier more often. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Join our Facebook group at DocSnipes.com slash Facebook or join our community at DocSnipes.com.